Welcome to St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church live interactive podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And now for your hosts for your spiritual hour of power, Pastors D.A. Bennett and Josh Coates. Well, good afternoon, friends, and welcome to this week's podcast. At least uh, if you're joining us live this afternoon, if you're watching this a little later, maybe it's morning, maybe it's evening, but thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. As always, we do want to say as we're having these conversations, if you have questions or comments, please send those in on uh, Facebook Live, and we'll be able to interact with you that way. And of course, by we, I mean, uh, first of all, Josh Coach. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? You know, I'm above average. Uh, nice. You know, it could be better, but it could be a whole lot worse. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I, I was on a retreat this weekend with our students, and I'm a little tired, but it was a uh, it was a great weekend. We had a, a great time. I'm glad to hear you're su- doing great, but uh, I'm going to call Jeff in on this, our video technician, sound technician, interactive. Jeff, I'm saying he is not all right based on conversations we were having prior to going live what are what are your thoughts i agree yeah, yeah. other than i mean I, I am great other than being tired and uh my and body's falling my apart shoulder a little bit. hurts I, and my shins hurt i got i got some injuries from laser tag this weekend at 10 o'clock at night and i probably shouldn't be doing but i was because it was fun but and so the the important question is did you win at laser oh, tag yeah two and oh so anything you took, you were taking for the team. And yeah. That's, that's good. Was my son on your team, Benny? He was, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got some good competitors there. Well, friends, we're, we're glad to be in the uh, stewardship campaign that we're in. We're in a series called Creating Engagement. And one of the things that we understand is engagement really has to do with how we are living out our faith and how active we are in our faith. And it's our hope that when we think about stewardship, we're not just thinking about money, but we're thinking about every part of our lives. Of course, last week we talked about engagement as being people who serve that when people believe in a ministry when they buy into the mission and vision they will serve in that area either in their church or somewhere in the community yeah and that's so key that's who we're called to be jesus said i came to serve and not be served right and as followers of christ we should be obviously following his lead and serving others so that that was the first place that we use engagement but today as you could expect i don't know if this is good or bad you know rip the band-aid off get it over with quick or whatever but uh you know everybody and and i like to joke about this is always like i don't want to go to church because all they ever do is talk about money and the reality is when you read the gospels and what Jesus would teach and what Jesus would preach, the number one topic he preached about was the kingdom of God, but the number two topic that Jesus preached about was money because he knows what a powerful effect money has in our lives. And so one of the things that uh, we discussed on Sunday, we, we looked at the scripture, very popular scripture, of the widow's might, that the widow was uh, a poor woman and, you know, why she was looked at the way she was. She's the kind of person, if, if you're out and about in the community and you saw this woman, you'd probably walk right by her and never even notice her. That's who she was. Um, and Jesus watched the rich just dumping in, you know, it said big amounts of money. Right. Uh, but this widow, while the amount of money she gave was small, she was giving everything she had. So the the money that she gave and the money that we give really does talk about how deeply committed we are in our engagement with our faith. 
Um, for me personally, one of the things that I used on Sunday that it was helpful for me, I hope it was helpful for you as well, is when I got married, uh, you know, my joke is I was protecting four years of financial investment into that relationship. But the right. reality is I was invested in the relationship because of how deeply committed I was to it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where I think in Matthew six twenty one, Jesus says, wherever your treasure is there, the desires of your heart will also right. be. And, and I think about that. And I think about, you know, protecting an investment, but I think about um, if we're f- truly all in and following Jesus, Um, service is a part of that, but also giving is because we're called to be generous and joyful givers. And, uh, and so if, if you don't really, it it really is a measurement of your engagement, because if, if you really believe in the vision and the mission of the church, you're going to not only give your time and serving, but you're going to give your money as well in terms of supporting it. And so let's take this idea outside the church for just a moment, because, Um, You know, my oldest son played football in high school. My younger son played baseball in high school. My daughter's a gymnast. The reality is those things aren't cheap. Now, for the travel team that Jonathan played baseball for, uh, you know, we actually had the money to allow him to do that. We were blessed to do that. But we didn't do that at the expense of – giving it to God. And that's one of the things I hear people say a lot. They're like, well, I'm, I'm committed to, to God. Uh, but gosh, you know, my family has all these needs. And at some point, if what we give is a indication and indication of our giving, that's one of the things we ask. I'm not saying don't be committed to your family, but I'm saying be committed to God. Yeah, because what I've found is in giving or in returning the tithe, it's it's more about our heart than it is anything else. Absolutely. It's about, for me, it's about helping keep my heart in check because it's something, if I'm just being transparent, this is an area in my spiritual journey that I struggle in. I always have struggled in. Part of it is because I'm a numbers person and you can always make excuses and give reasons for why, well, I I. You know, I need this hundred dollars or thousand dollars or fifty dollars or whatever it is more than God does because it can do this, this, and this, and and so it's not a it's not a money problem, it's a heart problem, um, and I, I've seen that play out in my life over and over and over. And so when I am intentional with giving and being generous. More than anything, it's helping keep my heart in check and in line with God's mm-hmm. um, because it can out of control very fast whenever I begin to make excuses and reasons for why why I want to use this money this way or that way. I I saw a powerful uh, object lesson once of uh, someone had 10 apples in front of them. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, these, this, these nine are your your apples to to do what whatever with. you and want. Here's this one apple that's God's, and and then you begin to think about well, um, but I've got uh, the the soccer tournament this weekend, and you take a bite out of it, and then I've got this, and you take a bite out of it, and at the end of this lesson, he sits this rotten core down mm-hmm. on the table, and he says, and that's what we end up giving God. Right. Rather than giving him our first and our best, we're giving him the leftovers. We're giving him trash, in a sense, when you look at a, an apple core. Um, and it was such a powerful thing for me to, to visualize and see that and to be, begin to see how that has played out in my life over and over and over, where I just give God the leftovers rather than giving God the best. Right. And again, when talking about how our finances are an indicator of our commitment with my sons, uh, it wasn't just that, 
you know, we had the money so they could go to a camp or they could do this or that. It really was a matter of because my children were doing this and, and it, and it is more about my sons and my daughter because her gym, I don't understand gymnastics. I don't coach <laughs> gymnastics and they don't ask me to do anything, but show up and cheer. Uh, but with my sons, you know, both the, the football team and the baseball team had a booster club. Right. And so I was committed by serving in the booster club, bringing that. And part of that responsibility was fundraising. So it wasn't just me supporting it financially or my family supporting it financially. It was me trying to raise money to do that. That's why when uh, there's a student in student ministries now who's in band, uh, she's doing a fundraiser. We support it. You know, right. we're, we're committed to what she is trying to do and, and do through the school. So, again, the point is we are committed to uh, where we put our money, where we put our treasure. That's where our heart is. That's where our deepest commitments are. And that's why I have always contended that giving is a matter of faith. It's not a matter of finances, you know, like you were saying. One of the things I have felt very fortunate about in my life is – you know, I, I said Sunday, I started practicing tithing, I think when I was in college, but I know in seminary I was tithing. Um, and I was certainly glad when Robin and I got married that she also practiced tithing. Yeah. Because then there was no conflict. There was, you know, what do you mean we're giving 10% of our income to there? Right. There was never any discussion because we were both already committed to that. Yeah, it's funny how all this is lined up. So on Wednesday nights uh, right now, we've been going through the book of James with the students. Right. And so we started that in August, and this was our ninth week in James. We were finally in James chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, where it's a warning to rich people. And it's not a warning of those that are rich, you better watch out, but it was more of a uh, warning of the condition of our heart. And so we actually had this conversation with our students just this last Wednesday, discussing money. And some of the things that I pointed out in that was um, begin practicing these spiritual disciplines now, because we tend to think when we're younger and we don't make much money. I think when I was their age, I made... I worked at a place and I made like two hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I mean it was it was hardly anything, and um, um, I wish that when I was that age with that two hundred that I had started practicing tithing then um, instead of making the excuse of well it's just twenty dollars what's God going to do with twenty dollars why does God need twenty dollars right. because it's a lot easier if you begin to practice that spiritual discipline when it's the tithe is twenty percent than it is to try to start it when all of a sudden the tithe is. or $200 or whatever that amount is. And so I'm really encouraging the students. There were five or six things that I really encouraged them, but one of them was challenging them to begin tithing now Now. so that when they are making more money as they go through college and finish college and and stuff, that they already have that spiritual discipline as a part of their routine. Right. And because the longer you put it off, the easier it is to keep putting it off. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll start tithing when uh, I pay off my student loans. I'll start tithing when uh, I do this. Again, there, there are some things we can do to help us step up to tithing, and, and maybe we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But again, when we think about our faith and we think about growing in our faith, well, let's talk about it now because that's what's going through my mind. Right. Um, you know, if, if I look, and the average Methodist gives about 2%. It's not 10%, yeah, it's 2%. When, when I heard you say that Sunday, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. I, I it, it was just shocking. I don't know what I, number I would have guessed, I, I mean, I, but I was just kind of surprised that it was 2%. And, and that's actually gone down. It used to be 3%. 
But we always talked about, and for years I remember stewardship campaigns that would say step up to tithing. If you give 3%, then next year step up to 4 If you give 4%, step up to, to 5 You know, Take that next step of faith. And part of what would uh, happen is it – you know, it, if it's a matter of faith and not finances, and I'm I'm trying to increase my faithfulness in giving, it's like if you said, "Man, I need to pray more," I wouldn't say, "Well, pray an hour a day." Right. <laughs> you know, right? I'd say, "Well, maybe if you, you know, what are you doing?" You say, "Well, you know, our family prays before meals." Okay, pray before meals, but maybe you start praying with your kids before they go to bed. Which your kids again are older. We after sixth grade, we didn't pray with our kids before they went to bed. We thought you're old enough now. You need to right. develop these habits on your own. Uh, or you, you have to develop a habit. You have to have a goal for how you're doing that. And sometimes with people that are like, uh, Hey, I got a Christmas bonus. Okay. Tithe off that. Yeah. You know, you know, if, if, if you get a thousand dollars, give that hundred dollars to the Lord in, in Thanksgiving. Um, I it's just, because it's a matter of faith, we, we work, that. Yeah, and we tend to think that the more money that I make, the easier it will be to tithe. No. It's actually <laughs> more difficult. It, it actually is more difficult because you think, well, I'm going to have more money to do the things that I need to do, um, but it, it actually becomes more difficult the more money. And so starting it earlier definitely helps with that. And part of the struggle that we have in our culture is we are such a money-driven culture that people live with such incredible amounts of debt. That's yeah. one of the reasons that I appreciate a, you know, a ministry like Dave Ramsey has with Financial Peace University, which some people say, oh, he tells you to tear up your credit cards, which I think he does. The thing he's doing is trying to teach you how to live within your means. Yeah. And that was one of the things of the five or six things that I encourage our students talking about money. That was one of them was to avoid debt. Right. And absolutely avoid debt when you're able to do that. So the the idea of it is a matter of faith, not finances. And the faith is that I can give this 10% and God's still going to provide for me. That's what this widow had. The... Uh, you know, when she put in those two copper coins, and because she's a widow, she doesn't have a lot of access to income. She was poor. She was destitute, not only of money, but of opportunity to make money. Uh, but her faith was such that even if I give this to God, God's going to take care of me. I'm still going to have a place to live. I'm still going to have food to eat. You know, maybe it's not as much as other people. You know, maybe if she's going out to eat, she's eating it, you know, uh, Little Caesars Pizza. We used to say McDonald's, but man, it's expensive to eat at McDonald's. <laughs> it is. And, you know, get a five dollar hot and ready as opposed to being able to go to Hideaway and get a so really. Those are actually good pizza. six dollar hot and ready's now. Yeah, I my <laughs> I wife eat at pays Little for Caesars it. a lot. <laughs> when, when we do Little Caesars, Robin orders it and says, "Okay, it's paid for. Go pick it up." So that's what we do. Six dollars for a hot and ready. Yeah, wow. In, six dollars now. Inflation. Well, because this. Uh, woman gave it all. One of the things that I wanted to point out is that Jesus affirms percentage giving over just the dollar amount. You know, uh, a poor widow that, you know, might give a quarter, that's all she has, is much different from a millionaire that gives 50 bucks. Yeah. The, the percentage is different. And so th there's a classic argument. I don't know if you dealt with this in seminary. We, I remember we had these discussions in seminary that some people say, well, tithing is the Old Testament concept. The New Testament concept is actually a higher, and that is Jesus wants you to give it all to him. You know, the rich young ruler, go sell everything you have and give money to the poor. Yeah, we're not typically enamored <laughs> by that, and that's why I say, well, everything I have already belongs to God, but God says as a matter of faith, give me back 
ten percent for the the work of my kingdom on earth. Yeah, more than anything, it's just recognizing that it's all God's. You know, we tend. You know, yes, it's true. We have to work hard. Um, that's important um, to work hard, have a good work ethic, earn money. Um, but I think sometimes we tend to think, well, it's mine because I worked hard. Um, rather than recognizing that God blessed us through that and yeah. recognizing that it's all God's anyways. it's I wouldn't have any of it if it wasn't for God. Um, and then returning the tithe to him um, and then still utilizing the rest of it in order to, to further his kingdom and bless him um, and, mm-hmm. and bless his name. Um, recognizing that it's all his anyways helps. And, and people ask, well, is tithing really an Old Testament concept? Absolutely. It's all through the Old Testament tithe, especially Malachi, who says, you know, if you're not tithing, you're stealing from God, which, whoo, you know, we don't really like to talk about that one. But did Jesus say anything about tithing? Yes. Jesus actually looked at Pharisees and he said, look, you go down to the last bit of what you have. You tie the tenth of the mint and the cumin. And then he says, as well you should. Uh and his criticism then is, though, but you're neglecting weightier matters of justice in the world. Um, you tithe, but there's other things that you forget. And and that's why uh, I have to check my own heart sometimes with I tithe because, you know, honestly, Josh, we, we know if everybody in our church tithe, we would have so much money, we would be saying, what are we going to do with all this? Right. Uh, but there, it's it's a matter of my heart. What is in my heart? Do I want to grow closer to Jesus? Do I want to live out my faith with the confidence that he is going to take care of me and he's going to protect me and he's going to provide for what is needed and and what we need to get by in this world? And, you know, again, I've been tithing for years and my answer is always yes. He does provide. Right. Yeah. One of the uh, powerful testimony to tithing is Rick Warren. Um, I think he actually. Yes. I think he actually. It's a flip flop tithe. I think he lives on ten percent and tithes ninety percent. Well, and, and Rick Warren, if you're viewing and you don't know that who that is, he's pastor at Saddleback Church, which is you know a big mega church out in California. Author of several books, including The Purpose Driven Life, right. which became a bestseller. Uh, so let's imagine that uh, for every copy of The Purpose Driven Life that was sold. Rick Warren got one dollar. You know, sells ten million copies of that book, so that's he's got ten million dollars. What he actually did was uh, the profits of that book were so great, he gave back to his church every penny they had ever paid him. Yeah, you know, I thought. Yeah, I was at a conference uh, several years ago, and he 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 was talking about how he was taking those steps of faith, and he was actually in the process of trying to move to ninety-one percent giving. Hmm. from 90%. And and uh, and so it's just a obviously we're talking much greater numbers than than yeah, what that's the normal person wealth, right. you know deals with but I think the I think if I were in in his shoes like I said earlier I think it would be harder for me to give that amount away because it is a condition of the heart, and it's right. if, if our heart isn't in check, it doesn't matter how much money you make, you're going to find a reason not to give the 10% back to God. I've said in a sermon before, because people always come up, and, and I think they're half joking and half serious, but they're like, you know, Powerball's up to $250 million. If I win Powerball, 
I will give 10% of that to the church. And my answer is, if that's all you can give to the Lord is 10% of $250 million, you're still not giving. And, right. Uh, you right. Know, and, and nobody has yet. No one's, no one's won it, or at least let us know they want that. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, again, tithing is it's it's a standard. I want to be clear about that. When we talk about Malachi saying, if you don't tithe, you are stealing from God, that really sounds like a harsh law. And we don't like law. That's why I talk about tithing as a standard. If if we talk about what is a faithful amount of our money to give to God, well, the standard is 10%. And, you know, think of things, you know, we, I've, I've talked about this in sermons before, but it's been several years. You go out to a restaurant and somebody uh, is waiting on you, you have a server in the restaurant, it is customary after your meal to give them a tip. What is the standard of the tip? Depends. Is it lunch or dinner? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, when I think, my first thought is, well, it's at least 15%. And that's more than the standard of what I give to God. Right. And, this, you know, Christ came to serve. I think he, he's worthy of our money. The last point of the scripture that I pointed out, and, you know, I actually had more on the paper after I said this, but when I said it, you just kind of felt in my spirit that the Holy Spirit was saying, just in there, don't don't say anything else, is that Jesus is in the temple watching what people give. Jesus watches what you give. Now, you had a moment of confession. Let me have a moment of confession. One of the things that I do struggle with in my heart is because I tithe, that, that's, I mean, it's, that's the first thing I think of. Because I tithe, there can be a sense of arrogance there. Oh, I tithe. <laughs> right. And, and, and I don't want that to be in my heart. I don't like that attitude in my heart at all. And so when I say Jesus is watching me give, that's what Jesus is watching. He is watching my heart. Again, he's not concerned about the dollar amount. He already right. knows what that's going to be. He knows D.A. Bennett's giving is going to be at least 10%. <laughs> Notice I said at least 10%. He's watching my heart. Am I giving that joyfully? Am I giving that with the understanding that this blesses God when I do this instead of just saying, right. I tithe? Well, and, and I think the bigger thing, too, that, that um, stands out to me in that story and, and this idea that Jesus is watching um, isn't in the sense of, like, Jesus is watching to catch people, to point fingers out, to call right. people out. He's watching because it matters. Oh, I like right? that. He's watching because it matters. What we do with our money matters. It's an outward, uh, and maybe this is taking it too far, but it's, in my opinion, it's an outward sign of the condition of our heart. Um, if if our hearts are in line with God's, like it should be, then giving is the, na- just like serving is a natural response, giving is a natural response. And so that's why it's so important to do it, even when we don't feel like doing it, because it helps keep our hearts in check so that we can get there. And that's that's where 
a lot of times I find myself in giving um, is, man, I just need to keep my heart in check mm-hmm. so that I can get to be the person that I know God's calling me to be. Right. And and one way that God has challenged me in this is is blessing me with Bonnie um, because she's the opposite. She would give a hundred percent away and just like, well, we got to figure some things out. And yeah. I'm like, I, I you know, I want to hold on to a hundred percent. And so there's that balance. And and at times we've had difficult discussions and and even you know arguments at times over our finances because. You know, she is so generous and joyful and just would give it all away. And so we've got that balance because that's this is an area for me, a blind spot for me, an area that I for sure struggle with and have worked on for, you know, a good portion of my life following Jesus. You know, it's, it's interesting if you're watching this, you're thinking, wow, both our pastors kind of struggle with their heart in this <laughs> issue. And, and that's, again, we, we understand money matters and, and what we have matters. Years ago, one of the things I remember is when my uh, oldest son finished sixth grade, there was a big party at somebody's house, one of his classmates' house. And uh, this is way out, if you know South Oklahoma City, is in Rio de Bella. That was the growing new neighborhood, some big houses out there. And uh, he went to the party. He had a good time. I went and picked him up, and we were driving home. And when I'd gotten there, I'm looking around this house going, holy cow, this, you know, this thing is huge. It costs a lot of money. And we're driving home, and I just looked at him. Hey, did you have a good time? Yeah, did you enjoy swimming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, you ever feel like you're the poor kid in your class? And he said, all the time. And I said, well, here's what you need to know. You're not poor. I grew up poor you're not poor. You're just not as rich as some of those other people. And you know what? If your mom and I did things differently with our money, we could have some of these things that that we don't have. But I sleep a lot better at night knowing that there are hungry children that are going to have food. There are people who don't have homes to live in that are going to find shelter. We, We understand that the money we use and that we give to God, and I always like to say, we give it to God. We don't give it to the church. We give it to God through the ministries of this church. And when the finance committee meets, we pray about being good stewards of what really belongs to God. Um, But our lives are good and they're comfortable and, you know, we have the things that we really need. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So anyhow, as you think about your engagement in the church and you think about uh, where you're going to serve, we're also hoping you're going to think about what you're going to give. Our commitment Sunday is October the 30th, last Sunday of the month, as is our habit. Uh, and we hope you're prayerfully considering what God will have you give to him through the ministries of the church this year. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. This will be uh, the first time that my family and I have been here for for the stewardship campaign and and, uh, and looking to the future of, of what we're going to give and, and how we're going to continue to serve God here. All righty. Very good. So 8.15 Sunday morning, 9.30, 10.50, our regular services. We hope to see you soon. God bless.